2: Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast, where I bring you the best and the brightest in the world of business, marketing, and entrepreneurship to help you harness your inner tenacity and drive your career forward. My guest today on the podcast is Drixen Kaiser, the creator of the Circulate app and co-founder of Amazing Tech. You guys see how it's spelled? It'll throw you off a little bit. And Circulate is an aggregate of black-owned businesses that help you find local businesses to support which can be searched and sorted by category. And Drixen built the app alongside his sister Olivia, who is currently a student at Rutgers, and my dude is only 19, and we were joking before he's actually the third youngest guest on the show, but he's already dealt with his fair share of challenges in the business world, including a controversial situation with Sean Combs, aka P. Diddy, for any of you out there who don't know what that is, and we'll get into that later in the program, as much as you want to discuss, as much as you can, as much as you feel like it, don't worry, no pressure. And I had the pleasure to meet in this past October in Pittsburgh as part of Breakout, and I knew then... I had to have him on the show, and I'm impressed with this young man has been able to accomplish in such a short amount of time. As I'm sure you will be as well. So let's get to it, Drixen, Welcome to the podcast. Keep having me on, Adam. Good stuff, man. And, and a quick, quick little story about how how we met. And I think it's really important for folks to understand this. So I've talked about Breakout a bunch. I've had amazing breakers on the show. Michael Farber, uh, Emeka's been on the show. Um, a hope a Perfecto Sanchez I had on, on recently. And just an incredible amount of folks from Breakout that have really, truly inspired me. These are the real change makers. These are the people out there making a difference in their communities micro and macro these are the people that are impacting the lives of others in such a positive way so let me kind of tell a little bit of the story here when the light bulb went off on my head and I'll, don't worry i don't talk this much normally but we were at the the saturday night party at um at uh at, at um at uh, the zeller's house and we were upstairs and we were in this little circle it was late night everyone had a couple of drinks i don't think you've had a couple of drinks because you're under 21 right and we're, we're upstairs and ray zeller is telling us about his football career we're telling stories and Drixen rolls in and this dude just starts telling everyone about what he's built and what he's building. And we're all just in complete awe. And I think Ray Zeller goes, how old are you? And you're like, I'm 19. And We're all like, oh shit, like this kid is, is onto something. And for us to see you just owning yourself and your presence and just being totally comfortable with who you are, and what you know. It was just awesome, man. And, and I knew I had to have you on the show, and that's where we are today.
1: Thank you. I'm glad that, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of taken aback. Having those words of, I guess, affirmation, positive words, words of reinforcement, it makes the work uh, a little bit easier to do.
2: So why don't you introduce yourself to my audience? Tell, tell us who you are and, and a little bit of your background story.
1: Okay, uh man. So I'm Drixen Kaiser. Um I guess you could say I'm a tech entrepreneur. I run a startup in downtown Newark, uh, Newark, New Jersey. We pronounce it Newark. You might have North. heard of it as Newark.
2: Um no, but local I, changed. I changed I changed my I don't I don't call it Newark, it's Newark. I mean after spending some time there at breakout, Newark. So um,
1: yeah, yeah. So I uh I started this tech company back uh 2020, uh, at the end of my junior year of high school. I'm at the Science Park High School. Local school in Newark. And, um, you know, it was really at the height of the George Floyd uh, protests in that situation. Um, you know, my quote unquote claim to fame were, revolves around circulate. And, uh, you know, I was having a conversation with my sister. We were in New York City at the time. And uh, we we're like, hey, what would have happened if he was at a black owned business instead? Would they still call the cops on him or not? And long story short, we're like, eh, probably not. Um, but that conversation evolved into how easy is it to even find a Black-owned business? Um, so, you know, we did a little case study. Uh, I, I was on the debate team in high school, so I was you know, doing nerdy stuff. was kind of fun. <laughs> and um, we just, we simply, we were not uh, impressed with the current landscape of Black business directories. You know, most people are just going to try and Google it. And uh, nowadays, you know, Google is a few ads on there it's a couple and um if you're not on the front page of google chances are you won't be seen like i'm not going to the second page of google ever no so that really? yeah everything pretty much started out of a, a need to help people find black owned businesses off of uh that movement and then it just evolved into so much more
2: yeah and let's, let's pause on that for a moment too because it you know we're talking two years ago so you were 17 you know at the time um did you always kind of have that entrepreneurial spirit? I mean, did you have any, you know, have you had any, any, any job? Did you have a, a you know, a, it sounds like, I sound like such an old fuck, but like, we did you have like a paper route? Did you, did you do any of those things? Did you babysit? Did you do anything where you were, you know, creating, um, opportunities and income for yourself?
1: Unfortunately not. Uh, this is my first job <laughs> and it's, uh, it's very interesting because, you know, growing up as a kid, I, uh. Very smart, very full of myself, very prideful, but uh, I didn't always have everything to show for it. So the whole, I guess, stumbling into entrepreneurship was just a a blessing in disguise. Um, It's been a wild ride. But to answer your question, no, I I unfortunately did not have a paper route. Closest thing I did have to, well, not even a job, but when you said paper route, it just reminded me of Calvin Hobbes.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Um, like throwing the paper into the... (laughs) yeah. It said that's funny, but let me ask you this at the age. Okay. So hit the rewind button at the age of 15. What did you want to be when you grew up? 15.
1: Honestly, age of 15 was probably my hardest year. Um, I think we were actually, we were homeless at the time, homeless as a family. There's a difference still sucked, but uh, we had just lost the house, just lost pretty much everything. I uh, don't you know my uh, divorce and it just wasn't a fun time. So at that specific time of 15, I didn't want to be anything, you know. I was going through the ringer. I was, you know, probably a freshman. Freshman going on my sophomore year in high school, and it was just like, just a few years ago, I was in middle school, eighth grade. Eighth grade was so fun. It was fantastic. And I would just find myself just not having a good time whatsoever. Uh, yeah, and you, you said fifteen, so sorry.
2: So let's, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. And, and, and I have a little bit of, of an inside take because I, I've spent some time in Newark and I built relationships with, with business owners in, in Newark. But, um, inherently, and, and I'll call it what it is, being a young black entrepreneur in the, in the inner cities, you got some strikes against you, man. The world is not always in your favor. And, and thankfully the tide is turning thanks to so many initiatives, including Breakout, which is an incredible supporter. But let's talk about some of those early challenges that you've had to overcome that maybe someone, maybe who looks like me, maybe wouldn't have to at the same age. Let's have some real talk.
1: Yeah, so uh, for sure. Um, it's very weird for me, uh, I guess you would say the dichotomy between I'm a very smiley person by default. I love telling jokes. I love laughing a lot. And you'll see that a lot on this interview. But on the flip side, as you said, it is a, it's a very real world out there. You know, I joke around with my father back and forth about how a lot of times, you know, I'll have a meeting and uh, what most black entrepreneurs hear at the end of a, whether it's a pitch or just, you know, trying to get to know somebody, it's, uh, thanks for stopping by, Drickson. Uh We'll be in touch. <laughs> and you never hear from them again. Um, and just taking, I guess, the rejections, the L's. Um, Ooh, here's something that's pretty not fun. So, yes, um, as a Black entrepreneur, I do have a harder time, or everybody knows, oh, he might have a hard time raising money or gaining support from other races. But what we don't typically talk about is that a lot of Black people in these roles, in these higher positions, they will give me a lot of tough love and use the excuse of, oh, I'm preparing you for the real world. I'm preparing you for the quote-unquote white man upstairs. And it's like, yes, you're correct, but at the end of the day he'll say the same thing i'll say hey thanks for stopping by and then i don't hear from him ever again so uh you know gotta let things kind of roll off the shoulder
2: and let's talk about the flip side of that let's talk about all the good things for a moment and let's give some shout out to the support that not just yourself but all the young black entrepreneurs and not just black all the residents in the newark area are getting in these incredible incubator programs uh, support from, from local state governments and and outside funding too. Cause I think it's important. We show sure the other side too, that, that change is happening real time.
1: Well, yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, I was breakout actually emailed me. So like we met Adam, and I met through, through uh, breakouts. Um, I hope that you guys know what that is. I assume you would have talked about we'll it. We'll link them up. Yeah. Um, we talk
2: about breakout all the time.
1: Awesome. So the podcast studio I'm in right now was actually, my office space and the office space came from me meeting with you guys at breakouts, uh, Medina, Ralphie, Jonathan, Kelly, the whole team. They're Shout
2: out Medina and Ralphie, my boys. Yes. So breakout,
1: (laughs) yeah, they, they, um, yeah, they were just looking for, uh, different entrepreneurs around Newark, you know, inner city, put a spotlight on it. Um, they came across my page, the work I was doing, and then they just emailed me and I sat on that email for a few weeks as it was too good to be true. Um, weeks, so it's weeks, weeks. Maybe Damn. even a few months.
2: You should learn um, that's an opportunity. You don't look a gift horse in the mouth, man.
1: Yes. Yes. Jay had reached out to me. I had no idea who she was or what any of this was <sighs> at the time. Um, Legend. But it was pretty much just a, a free gift falling out of the sky um, because nowadays people are uh, a lot more conscious with the way in which I guess we interact with uh, uh, underserved communities.
2: Yeah, and it's tremendous, and and one of the big eye-opening moments for me, one of my favorite moments. And were, were you part of Breakout in Newark as well? I don't yes. recall. One of the biggest aha moments for me was the, the Saturday night event. We we had a dinner, and then afterwards, we went to not that co-working space, uh, but we went to another one in town, and we got to meet some incredible entrepreneurs and and hear their stories, and 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 sit down with them, and just be open to innovation and ideas, and ultimately just connecting and breaking bread and, and just having conversations with folks. And, and that's really what it's all about. Hey,
0: everybody. First, I'd like to thank you all for spending time with me and my guest on the podcast. This show was my canvas to showcase amazing people from the world of recruiting, entrepreneurship, and leadership and unpack their career journeys for everyone to learn from. But this show is also a business generator for me, as well as creating thought leadership and endless amazing content. And I've taken what I've learned in the past three years and over 200 recorded and 100 live shows and distilled it down into a digital playbook that I call The Pause Course. Now you could learn how I build, manage, and produce The podcast and use it to drive real business development and relationships. Today I'm sharing all of my secrets behind The podcast, and you can get it all at ThePauseCourse.com. This course is for anyone, whether you're starting out or an advanced podcaster. using it for B2B, b b 2 B2C. It's filled with all of my insights, learnings, tips, tricks, and templates. So get it now at the pause and learn all my secrets. Thanks.
2: All right, man. So I, I need, I need to ask you about this. I mean, you're still, you know, relatively young and you're growing in your career. Um, Why did you choose to work with your sister? I mean, some people say never work with family and other people say, listen, working with your family, they know you better than yourself and and the best trust factor there. But what's it like? Talk to us about what it's like working with your sister, Olivia. Uh,
1: It's pretty fun. Uh, I mean, it's fun as we have the same sense of humor. But um, in terms of work, yes. I remember when we first started the company, um, almost every single night, the door was slamming. Whether I was slamming it, whether she was slamming it, whether my father was slamming it front door just arguments galore. And arguments are dumb stuff, trying to be perfectionist. You know, half the reason why I guess you could say I founded the company with my sister is because I was uh too young. Um I felt like I was I mean I was 17, I was in high school right. stuff so like I was too young to really be taken seriously. Um and half is really and I'll, you know, you hear me talk about this a lot, is when you have somebody you can constantly talk to, somebody that inspires you and allows you, or I guess Talk to about the idea and the idea inspires you both, then it, that gives you the fuel, you know, keep on pushing. I think one of the guys from uh, y, Combin or y Combinator said it best, and his name is uh, escaping me right now. But he essentially said, you know, being an entrepreneur is like getting punched in the face every single day. So 100%. to have somebody, a co founder that gets punched in the face with you, it makes it a little bit better, a little bit easier
2: yeah i I love it man do me one favor just move a little closer to the to the computer microphone on there, so we just get a little bit better quality um on that and would you would you recommend working with family i mean what's your take
1: uh yes working with family as long as you prioritize communication over everything and you are able to take emotions out of it which is a pretty big ask and it's It's a super big ask, actually. Um, so yeah, emotions out of it. And then B to understand that when arguments happen, you cannot let it sit, um, you know, within the same day. Like if you need, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, cool off. Sure. But as you said, you got to squash it. Um, You Mm -hmm. can't just let a week go by without you guys getting work done.
2: So I'm I'm a big believer in in the how, but I'm also a big believer in the why. And, and correct me on the on the on the on the chronological order here. What came first, be heard or or circulate? And let's talk about your why behind them. Ah, uh, okay. So the concept and idea of circulate came first. So you know,
1: Black Business Directory, cool. But in terms of programming, we released Be Heard first. Um, I was developing both of the apps at the same time, and Be Heard was just a little bit more fun to work on. So we launched that first
2: and And let's talk about the you know we actually did you talked about that a little bit earlier that you know the why behind both of them. what was one of those early lessons learned as we like to say an early lesson learned the hard way mm-hmm. what was one of those those early lessons that you learned the hard way, um whether it be from the development side from the- um, entrepreneurship business side uh a lot of times or most times you
1: know perfectionism gets in the way um you know we Wow. Okay. So we will uh, tell ourselves, okay, this is the plan and we'll, you know, game plan everything else. But then we put too much on our plate, too much food on our plates. So I have to understand that, look, even if I'm only giving what I believe is 20 or 30, 40, 50% effort and it's not perfect. It's not all that I want it to be. Just the fact that you're consistently doing it is enough. Um, you know, I would rather or. Now I know today that it's better to put in two hours every single day, as opposed to putting in twelve hours for two days, and then you burn yourself out. And then two weeks go
2: by. <clears throat> that, that that's some that's some pretty good advice. So let's dig into the app a little bit, and I want to talk about you know circulate. Is it is it hard to find vet and approve black businesses? Like what's so hard about it?
1: Yeah, um, you know one of the things that we saw in other uh, directories was outdated businesses outdated pictures or just ugly pictures, to be honest with you. And then, you know, businesses that aren't exactly on top of their stuff. So part of the core philosophy of Circulate is to have black businesses that are a little bit more, uh, you know, it's the premier black business, Um, you know, the same way uh, when you order from Amazon, nice reviews means over this product is more than likely going to be good. Uh, Amazon backs it, number one rated, trusted. And then of course the shipping and handling is the cherry on top. So to foster a relationship between these black businesses that rewards them for being good businesses um, and then giving the app, you know, giving the consumers a community tab of reviews, kind of like Yelp, um, that allow them to kind of vet these businesses themselves along with us. Do.
2: And, and what know. qualifies, just, just so my audience is aware, what qualifies as ownership of a black business is it more than 50 percent. What if you and I own a business? Who owns it? Oh yeah, as long as uh honestly, yeah. So you have as long as
1: uh, you know, fifty percent of the team, I guess, is black. You could have that. Honestly, if you identify as a black business, you could be a black business. If if you're just if you're not black at all, and it's like a white guy, white photo on there, but he's identifying as one. Ah, I, I you know I, I, no I do not
2: of, for the record I do not identify as a black business owner for anyone out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I can't. Uh, I don't know if it's my. I let the consumers decide.
1: Um, I let the consumers decide. And if it's just like overwhelming reviews, then I guess, yeah. you know, we could have a conversation, I get but it. I don't like gatekeeping.
2: I'm not, no, a big no, fan, that's but. good. Cool. So, so let's talk about something controversial here as much as you're open and willing to, let's talk about the, the P Diddy situation. Um, mm-hmm. When, t- take us back to that day when you find out about that, like what was Ooh, your reaction? Man. Like what like went through your head and you could feel free to use expletives here, man. Yeah. <laughs> It was effing, gut wrenching.
1: Um, It was, I think I was on the game at the time. You know, I was taking a break. I was gaming. Uh, Call came in from my father, actually. And he was like, Yo, (laughs) Yo. you're done. Um, You know, it's a, he was like, Have you checked the news? Have you did this? He did that approach. And I was like, No, no. Like, what happened? Um, And I was getting mad at him because he wouldn't tell me. And he was like, Bro, you just check the news. Um, And they sent me a link. And of course, I saw P. Diddy and it just, it was rough. It was like we're dead in the water. You know, how am I going to, let's say I wanted to raise venture capital, raise investment, raise angel, raise anything, mm-hmm. even come out in front of the people and say, Hey, I'm doing this thing circulates. Um, you know, we were circulate the app or just, you know, circulates. And then when P. Diddy announced it in May of 2021, he was making a black business directory called shop circles. So yes, for those of you that don't know, it was the same exact name, same moniker, same area, same lane. So it would have made things incredibly confusing for people that potentially might have wanted to support us or him.
2: Where do you think it, it came from? It came, was, it, was it purely organic? I mean, where did, where, where did that, that idea come across his desk? Uh, honestly, I don't think, you know, Diddy
1: himself did not. Uh, no. uh, he wasn't. I doubt it. But um, I do know that when the CEO reached out to me, Khadija, you know, cool person, love her, uh, what they're trying to do. Um, she was like, first thing she said to us was, we're so sorry, we should have reached out to you guys earlier, uh, kind of implying that they'd seen us in the past, but didn't think that we'd be uh, a competitor or really an issue. So... um You know the whole circulate the black dollar concept and ideology has been circulating Mm -hmm. in the community for the past few years. So it's the name, the
2: concept itself to that point is not unique to your to your. But what you were doing, what they were doing with it, so they might not necessarily have stolen it. But would it mm -hmm. feel like when when she called you? Did you feel like shit? She's like talking down to me. This is over. You know, like she just kind of like patting (sighs) me on the head. Ah, yeah, that's rough. You know the real of it. You know, I
1: don't, I like being as neutral as possible, but the relevance is they wanted to, I guess, quote unquote, little brummy um, and just like, Hey, you know, we're so happy to see you. We're so glad you're here. We love you. Love this way you're doing as like, we're, you know, family reunion mm-hmm. Um, and you, when that happens, people tend to, I guess, lullaby you into the poison or into a death mm-hmm. trap. Um, So, you know, a few of the things that they had offered was like, you know, throw a little money my way, you know, we'll fly you out here, you know, meet Pete Diddy, get some uh, well, advisory, yeah. just kind of do it like that. And it's like, you're not really taking me seriously. If I was a 46 year old man, would you still be offering to, you know, advise me and uh, mentorship opportunities? It's like, uh, you know, so that was pretty much an issue. And I had a hard time with juggling, be, juggling these smiles. Cause you know, naturally I'm like having a good time. Yeah, right. And then on some days I was just like, just bare face. Like what a hard,
2: what a hard like lesson to learn. On. But I'm 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 you know, I'm sure you are too looking back on it now. Like, you know, it was a hard lesson to learn, but it, it taught you a lot. Let's talk about the response mm-hmm. video, man. What went through your head on on that response video and did you question putting it out there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think my father is the one that actually convinced us to do a response video
1: so fast. I mean, I wasn't uh I wasn't in the mood to really do anything. And you could kind of see it on my face, see it in my eyes. Like I was I was pretty peed off. Uh yep, I it's it. it's interesting self censoring. But I was pissed off. Uh, and, you know, writing the script of it and the teleprompter, getting everything set up, I think I did it in a few takes. Like it didn't take a long time. And um, once it started going, I guess, viral, I don't know what hit first, whether it was Instagram or TikTok. But, uh, it, <laughs> you know, going from, uh, wow, this is the worst day of my life to, wow, um, this video was going viral. Um, it's gaining some traction. And, oh, you know, if he did, he might get paid. Right. Uh, like think about how do you
2: reverse engineer that? How do we take this whole situation with P Diddy and flip that shit on its head and use it to our advantage? Yeah. yeah like I thought, you know, I was calling my mom, like, mom, we,
1: this is it. We made it. We're on Diddy's radar. Um, Here we go. We were on his radar. This is picking up traction. I'll have, you know, local, you know, DJ Littleman commentator, you know, local nerd celebrity, you know, awesome guy. You know, he's like, hey, reach out to me. This is terrible. Um, eventually the mayor brought me to his office. It was, uh, it was interesting. It was very
2: interesting. And what was the big takeaway from that whole situation as you continue to build your current businesses and maybe future businesses? What's that big that big early takeaway? Well, first and foremost, let's pause here, man. You have had such an incredible opportunity at such a young age to experience more stuff in the business world and have this critical foundation. You are insanely set up for success, but you also have to be mindful to right now let it all get to your head because you know that there's so much more to learn. And then when you lay yeah. on life experiences yeah. and Relationships and maybe one day building, you know, a family, and and from that point. But you're you're you really are in an advantageous situation. What 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 scares you these days, Drex? If I might call you that. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> what scares me? I don't know how to answer that.
1: I, you know, a lot of I guess I've made a lot of sacrifices. Naturally, you know, my days pretty much consist of me interacting and dealing with people that are twice my age. Um, and like, it can, what scares me is that maybe burnout, maybe, uh, maybe not seeing, um, progress as fast as I wanted to or just running out of time. You know, I'm the sole developer. I'm also the guy that does all the interviews, you know, the spokesperson. I'm the, I do all the meetings. Like, it's a lot of hats to wear and all entrepreneurs kind of face this. And I think that a good way to avoid burnout is to just keep, the whole uh, keeping inspired the day that i'm not inspired anymore is a scary day for me that's what scares me when mm-hmm. i run out of inspiration that that Ooh. thing in our hearts when you when you're interviewing people when you're thinking about starting a podcast doing a podcast having people on have your old boss gary v on um when that gets you motivated and the breeze to go if i don't have that then it gets scary
2: who motivates you who are the people in your life near far people you may mm-hmm. not even met the people out there those those Icons who who inspires you on a daily basis? Wow.
1: Uh, well, okay. On easy answer is actually Gary V. I'm I'm a huge fan because um, he's you already know his way of going about life is a little bit different uh, when it comes to uh, motivational speakers. But I think um, it's a cop out answer to say my community inspires me, but honestly, it really is. I see black people. As a group of people, like just a group, any other group, you have a group of basketball players, a group of people that love pets, just a group, a group of people that can do so much better. Um, and our livelihoods, the way in which we deal with ourselves can just be on a completely different level. Um, I see us being a merchant class. I see us being able to offer our services and just solve a lot of problems through technology. And uh, at, I guess, the peak of all that stuff is I see. Maybe I I want the little kids growing up, and it's such a such a cop out answer in my opinion. Like, oh, I love the the kids, but when I did break up the first time, Breakout North, you remember grown folks, the farmers? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you were in that set. Awesome. So grown folks, black farmers. I almost cried at that session. That was one of my, that was one, just, of my
2: that was one of my favorite moments of the whole weekend. Learning yes. about what a food desert was, you know, me, you know, a middle aged white dude in suburban Long Island, I have no idea what the concept of a food desert was. And when they mm-hmm. explained it and they showed us, that was for me, man, that was. Yes, interesting work, life changing work. And then to
1: see familiar faces, that representation. And it's like, it's weird because you don't representation, I guess, for representation, just until you actually witness it, feel it, you. It's it's weird how it sweeps over you. Um, like of course there can be a black farmer, but to actually see one, to hear their story, then you start to see yourself in them, and you start to like it. Just makes you feel feelings you've never felt before. So if I can't inspire the next generation, the next breed of you know young kids like me to be a good role model, to be this
2: you know I like wearing ties and stuff, um, because it. It's nice to be nice that's the the best way to put it it is nice to be nice so let's let's talk about what's what's next on the horizon for you are you what are your thoughts on college education are you just sticking down the entrepreneurship route? i mean what what, what's working for you okay um
1: so i am in college i'm a sophomore um i'm taking this current semester off because all these meetings and breakouts and business is booming. but uh i think the college routes as long i think Above everything else, having a plan is, that's just paramount. So plans, a soft backup plan. I know people, some people aren't fans of backup plans, but I needed to have just a soft, you know, college, philosophy major after uh, philosophy and I graduate, then it'll be law school and then so on and so forth. Um, now, I, I don't want to count my eggs before they hatch, but if I become the next, you know, Zuckerberg dropped out, if I can do that, I'll probably do that. <laughs> Maybe. But um I, I do uh yeah, college, it's social, it's meeting people, certain connections. So to have the best of both worlds, figure out how to juggle things,
2: it's imperative. I love it, man. And, and you know what? You're inspiring. And I and I think for you know, I, I look at you and I'm inspired. That's why I knew I had to have you on the show. I'm like, you and in, you inspired me. And I and I think it's something that anybody at any age, like age should not be a factor if someone inspires you or not. It should be what mm. they're doing, with their message and who and who they are. And you certainly represent that. It's been absolutely incredible. To get to know you, I hope that we continue to build our relationship. We'll talk offline. I got like while we're talking, I got all these crazy ideas. My, my like, who could I introduce him to? Who am I okay. network? Could, could help this dude out? I'm like, shit. Do I got to introduce this guy to Gary V now? Right? <laughs> like all those type <laughs> of things are going on in my head. But let me let me ask you this question. Um, and it, it's great to get it from the perspective of, of somebody where you are in your life and what you've accomplished so far. But Drixon, what is the single greatest piece of advice that you've ever received that you take action on
0: every day? Oof. Okay. Okay. Here, this is going to be another cop-out answer, but one
1: time Gary V. either he said it himself, or I think my father or somebody interpreted it. And it was basically, it doesn't matter. Gary Vee, motivational speakers, anybody, business people can give you all the answers. They will lay out the, the blueprints, blueprint to success, everything you need. And they'll do that. Because they know that at the end of the day, you're still just not going to do it. You're just not, you're not going to follow through. So when I heard that, it was like, wow. Um, it's not a lot of times we as you, know, uh, aspiring entrepreneurs, we have this boogeyman in the closet, you know, Oh, it's too hard here, too hard there. This doesn't make sense. But even if somebody were to map out every single detail, every single roadblock, every single this, every single that. You're still not going to do it. Most people at least aren't going to do it. So hearing that, um, it, it resonated with me. And I don't know if that's the single greatest piece, but it did,
2: you know, when you said
1: it. So that's my thought d- dream,
2: dream, Dreams are nothing unless you execute on them, right? Ideas are nothing. They're just ideas until you actually yes. put it into. And, and, and that's for me is like what drives me too is actioning my ideas and taking chances and being okay with losing and failing, which I, which I had such a hard time early on in my life. Until I had a big freaking loss and, I, and that really opened up my third eye of accountability and self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's, that's what it takes. So, and la- last but not least, you know, you, you, you've had many challenges at even such a young age personally. Growing up, homeless, separated parents, working your ass off, having all these barriers in your way, these hands in your faces, having freaking Diddy get in your way, all that type of shit. And you push through and you persevered and you freaking harness that inner tenacity to drive you forward. And on the flip side of that, I look at you and I see such extreme gratitude and you're humble and you're smart and you have so much ahead of you. And it's freaking awesome, man. What keeps you focused? What is your compass in life? Drixen Kaiser, what is your North Star?
1: Uh, my North Star is I constantly live in the future. Even in this this podcast episode today, tomorrow, I'm in the future, I'm um, honestly a few years into the future. What I want to see for my own life, what I want to see for my family, and then what I want to see for the community. Um, I am, I guess you could t- say, <laughs> I do my best to be steps ahead because that's like the true inspiration. You know, the true inspiration. I want to see my work have an impact. You know, br- first time going to breakout, you know, breakout, it's, breakout is, the feeling is Intense. It's something that you've never really felt before. And I, if I have a hard time, people have a hard time even explaining what it is. So if I can't, I want that. There are few times in this world, you know, the gift of music, few things in this world that really speak to us, resonate with us, experiences, driving out to the middle of the desert in Arizona and just looking at the stars and just, you know, life is things that really make life worth living. So I live in the future and I live for the ability to live and not just survive, not just exist. I want to live. And then, of course, be able to spread that with as many people as possible. Truly, truly, it's you know fun. Well, I don't know. Not everybody, but sharing is caring. Like I, gosh, I love being able to share when I find out something new, something cool to be able to share with somebody. I'm sure you've this whole, uh, your podcasting journey, um, you shared that love with the people that you love.
2: You have it, man. You have those pieces and it's so, it's so exciting to see what you're building in this attitude and mindset that you have. And, and I know that our paths were meant to cross for a reason to be in each other's lives and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Drixon, where could folks find you? Where could they connect with you? Where could they learn more?
1: Awesome. So I'm on all the socials, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Drixon Kaiser, D R I X X O N. Double X. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Double X. And then of course our company page. We are on Instagram and TikTok. And I guess Facebook too, but you know, I'm young. Um, at circulate the app. So circulate the word circulate the app. I think we're at 12 K on Instagram and 25 on TikTok. Love it. Slow growth, steady
2: growth um we're having a good time while doing it again. awesome man hang with me for a second as i sign up thank you so much for joining me today i really hope everyone listening find some inspiration in what this guy is doing here i don't even want to call you a kid in solitude man you're, you're you're doing awesome work uh a great role model for so many and it's just exciting and I, I and i'm pretty confident that in about i'm gonna call it three or four years i'm gonna look back at this and people are gonna be like shit you had drix and kaiser on your show <laughs> when he was 19 it's going to be like, shit, you had Bezos on. Did you have Zuckerberg on when he was 19? Um, I, I believe it and I see it and I'm, and I'm freaking proud of you, man. And thank you so much for joining me. Everyone listening, I hope you got a lot out of this episode. Sharing means caring. Spread the word. If you love the show, leave a review or rating. It goes a long way. You know where to find out more on the social media channels at thepodcast.com. Remember, take care of each other. Look out for one another and catch us next week for another great episode of the podcast. Take care, everybody.
1: Wisdom